welcome to the Diet Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Berry, a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, master TTAP trainer, and mother of two. I'm joined by my co-host, Victoria Wilkes, a fellow intuitive eater, passionate TTAPer, and mother of two. Each week, we want to empower you with new information about the way our bodies and minds work together to bring us into balance when we are well-nourished and well-fed. Victoria and I are not only good friends, but we are also lucky enough to be sisters-in-law. So join us as we discuss topics such as body image, intuitive eating, women's health, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, the science behind nutrition and exercise, and so much more. Remember our disclaimer, the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Berry, here with Victoria Wilkes. Hey. How's it going? Good. Pretty good. How about you? Doing well. Got my knitting as always. Working on a sleeve of a sweater if anybody wants to know. (laughs) Oh, nice. Cool. That's awesome. I need to get back into knitting, you know? I I used to do it. We, I should I teach to. you, I, I should, I should like help you get back into it and then we can both knit while we podcast. We yeah. Then we could be matching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be fun. So we'll start our episode with our, uh, what you've been eating that's been good recently. So what have you been enjoying? Mm, um, something I eat kind of obsessively, I cannot ever get enough of them. They're so good is, and I'm not a vegan, but it's Plant Snacks brand uh, vegan cheddar chips. They're oh, they're, yes. like, they're like they're made of cassava chip. They're made of cassava flour, and they're very crunchy. And it's uh, I think it's nutritional yeast, which is kind of uh, mm-hmm. reminiscent of like the cheese powder on 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 Cheetos or Doritos. Um, and oh, I love those things. They're so good. And, and my- I, I have had them at your house. And I, every yeah. time I'm like, I'm going to order these. I need to oh, get yeah. them. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, they're they're delicious. Um, I'm going to link them in the show notes. I'm making a note right now. Yeah, got to link those. They're, they're amazing. And I get them um, on vitacost.com, which I will be mentioning later in this episode. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, yeah, I love them. They're, they're my, they're my favorite, probably my favorite daily snack. Cause they're, they've got, I don't know. They're just delicious. They, they remind me since I can't eat corn and I can't eat dairy. They remind me of Doritos and I love them. Nice. And I love them too. I need to get some. Yeah. Roxana yeah. loves them too. Every time she'd always like more, more, more. And I'd be like, Roxana. I, I know I would, I would eat probably I would I would definitely have to buy less if my daughter didn't love them but she <laughs> is obsessed with them probably even more than I am she's like that's her favorite you know she'll come in the morning can I have some cassava chips <laughs> so cute <laughs> uh, what have you been enjoying eating lately yeah so uh we have been I've been looking for sauces that like jazz up a dish you know mm. um that I can make from scratch and something I've been making recently uh, at home is shrimp sauce. If you've ever been to a Japanese restaurant, you know, and they have the pink like stuff that you yeah. put on your rice and it makes everything taste better. That's what nice. I've been using. I've been making it 
um, for meals where, you know, I might do a stir fry that's really simple with like chicken and veggies and stuff. Um, and usually serve it over rice or something else like that. And then honestly, the shrimp sauce makes it better. Like the shrimp sauce makes it so much better. It makes you feel fancy. Oh my goodness. I'm really bad about, you know, I know some people make all these fancy sauces and I'm really simple. Like, and my husband's a really simple, like he enjoys simple food. So it's hard when it's like, you know, well, he's happy with it. I mean, maybe I should, you know, try to up the ante or do something else cool. But, but I really, I really do like the shrimp sauce and I can link, I guess we could, I can uh, put a link to it. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's super easy to make. And I've been making my own mayonnaise. So I've been using that in, um, in the shrimp sauce. So it's super easy. It's literally, it's literally just um, some spices. You melt a little butter in there. You have a little sweetener. I think I used maple syrup last time and then your mayonnaise and, I know it sounds weird, but it's it's just really good. And it tastes so good on rice or vegetables or proteins or whatever, you know. So that it's kind sounds of the, amazing. I yeah. I am obsessed with shrimp sauce. Anytime we get Japanese, it's like, oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that little container I use every single drop in the little yes. plastic container. <laughs> me, me too. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to. So- you know, d- dunk everything in it. You know, yes. if it if it's not moving, I will dunk it in it and I, eat it. Like, <laughs> I so good that recipe. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so, speaking of recipes and stuff, so today we're going to talk about. Um, you know, on this podcast, we talk about a lot about eating enough and making sure that you're getting enough nourishment to fuel all of your body's processes and have healthy pregnancies and have enough milk supply and all of that. But we're going to talk today about some super practical tips for, I think that I had this listed in our Google Docs as a budget abundant eating yes. podcast. <laughs> I, that was the first thing that came out of my brain because we were talking about doing this podcast and we were like, well, let's, let's compile some of our tips for how to get more bang for your buck when it comes to good quality food and having mm-hmm. enough of it on hand. And of course, we're both still learning in this area, but these are some of our some of our tips basically. So, um, one thing that I wanted to say that's been really helpful for me in this area is to not compare my personal grocery spending with other people online because Mm -hmm. you, you'll follow people that'll there have their YouTube videos food for family for six for under a hundred dollars for two weeks. And you're like, wow, how do they do that? And you know, and so for me, I actually had to realize that we do, Victoria and I both live in an area where the food is just a little more expensive. We live in a area that is known for, you know, having tourists come up. We live in the mountains and a lot of people come up here and, you know, the prices can be higher. It's like when you go to the beach um, or a tourist area and they jack things up a little bit. We live in an area where things are a little bit more pricey. And that was freeing for me because then I couldn't compare myself to someone who lives in rural Michigan, who was like, I only spend, you know, uh, I think it was like a hundred dollars, uh, you know, every other week for our food. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't feed my family on that. So it it was helpful for me to not compare with others as I mean, I'm I'm learning that don't compare with others. Cause if you're trying to, you know, save money, but also eat well, like as far as getting enough food, don't compare yourself to people. Like don't, don't torture yourself with that. How does she do it? Well, here's the thing. You should ask someone, like, for example, in your area, if, if they don't mind or you're comfortable enough, ask another mom, like, hey, what, what do you guys typically spend? Like someone who has your similar, you know, 
I don't know, mindset. Maybe they like to eat more local foods or something like that. See what, just like, maybe if they don't mind, ask them and then that will make you feel like, okay, so I'm not totally off base. I know that Victoria and I have done that. Yeah. We've talked and been like, oh yeah, that's about what I spent, you know, and it's just because money is kind of taboo for a lot of people. But um, it helps yeah. though. It really does because I was feeling <laughs> it was my, so when we started off marriage, our budget was a certain amount and I'm not going to mention amounts just because I don't want to you the comparison game, but yeah, yes. Margaret and I have specifically mentioned amounts to each other because it's like, I, I wanted to know if I was completely ludicrous for how much yeah. money I was spending. And Margaret was like, no, 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 I'm spending the same amount. And so it made yep. me feel so much better. Yes. But, and it's also different for different times of your life. Whenever we were first married, it was just me and my husband. I was not pregnant. I was not nursing. We did not have a hungry toddler in the house. We were able to spend significantly less food. And then whenever um, I was pregnant and nursing, it went up a little bit. Whenever we added the toddler to the mix, as far as her eating, it went up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it, it's crept up and I'm, I'm assuming that there will be a time in my life whenever it goes, whenever it creeps back down, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't feel, feel guilty about it. If you have the means, yes. enjoy and spend the money that you can. The problem is I feel like in the, this kind of community that, that we're speaking to, which is the kind of the typically mothers, young mothers, uh, Mm -hmm. interested in health, interested in nutrition. And there's this um, tremendous amount of pressure, even moral pressure of like, you're a bad mom. If you don't give your kids all organic Mm so-and-so, and Mm -hmm. then you're kind of breaking the bank or even going into debt or like, you're not able to sustain the grocery budget that you're spending because you feel like you have to, in order to be healthy. Um, so that's kind of, I was really excited for us to do this topic because I know that there are moms out there who are feeling a tremendous amount of guilt and pressure and like, come on, step it up, mom. You got to give your kids pasture raised eggs and organic this and, and free range that. And if you can't afford it, that's great. Yes. Don't worry. Don't worry about the moms who are making it on less good for them. Good for you. But if you can't afford it, like we, we're trying to kind of give some tips today for how to, how to kind of, yeah, get more bang for your buck. And that was my, my number one tip was going to be to get rid of the idea of having to eat perfectly or that there even is such a thing as eating perfectly. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the idea of bad foods and good foods and good people shop at whole foods and bad people shop at at all the Kroger, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, get rid of that. And also go ahead while you're at it and get rid of the brand name fascination. Um, because a lot of times, sometimes brands are legitimate, but a lot of this is just social pressure. It's not so much about real health. It's not so much about what we're feeding our family. It's about well, how much money did you spend or how many organic things did you get or how much, how many bags of chips are in your cart versus how many bags of lettuce or whatever. Um, Just try to get rid of all of that so that you can focus on, okay, what is my family's budget? What does my family need to eat? Here's some tips going forward. 
Yeah. Knowing what your family likes. For example, I know that um, my husband, he doesn't like certain things and I like certain things and we just, we figure it out, you know? And, and that's one thing um, that I was going to say too, is that if you, I, I have a list of what I call the nutritious and cheap foods or meals yeah. that are, you know, very inexpensive, but they have their, a lot of bang for their buck, you know, mm-hmm. like soups or um, using it, recipes that use canned fish or stuff like that, or anything with eggs, because right. eggs are very inexpensive and they have a lot of good stuff in them. You, and then you can add those in the week. If you're trying to, you know, uh, fit your budget or wh- whatnot, you can add them in your, in during the week or make them for lunches. And a little bit of that really does add up if your family likes it that's the thing you have to know what they like because you know and I think that there's a whole lot of pressure especially these days on social media um just you know the people with the good looking meals all the time they always seem to have the best food and everything and then we get into the comparison with that well look at this mom she's feeding her kids these fancy you know like she cut the apple into a smiley face and put blueberries (laughs) for eyes and oh my gosh that's so cute and here is my kid eating a baked potato with some salami Right. (laughs) You know, and and it's just, it is just a big comparison thing again. And it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be super fancy to be really nourishing. Like, like I had on here, um, like French onion soup, for example, sometimes I will buy a whole chicken and then I'll cut the chicken up and cook that. And then I'll shred that up. And and of course, buying a whole chicken is a lot cheaper than buying the breasts or the, um, Mm -hmm. just different parts. Cut the whole chicken up, then you can shred up the meat and use it for um, use it for whatever you're going to use it for, and pop it in the freezer. Then you can take the bones and make uh, bone broth, and then you can use that in stuff like soup. Like French right. onion soup is very inexpensive. It has onions, and basically it's onions and some broth and some spices and stuff. And that's one of you know the French onions on my list of um, you know less expensive meals that our family likes that is nutritious and has you know good ingredients and also um, you know quick pretty quick yeah. easy so yeah yeah I, I like that and and um, oh I completely lost it I completely lost my train of thought but it was good trust me <laughs> and that's okay that's okay I think it was well what were we talking we were talking about French onion soup though right. and bone it, broth and all that stuff yeah right um Oh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. Is that a lot of people, um, who are either new to the whole health sphere, nutrition sphere, trying to get more healthy, say they're in the kind of standard American diet of a lot of, I don't know, McDonald's and pop tarts and things like that. Um, not that I have anything against pop tarts, but they're wanting to be healthier. There seems to be this dichotomy, false dichotomy of either, you get super cheap, you know, ramen noodles and craft mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. And that's what you eat day in, day out all the time, standard American diet, or you're a good, healthy person who spends, you know, hundreds of dollars per week on everything perfect. In my mind, there's a very real middle ground because this, and I know it's real because this is where I live <laughs> Yeah, in the middle ground, which is honestly, not that much of my food is free range, organic, whatever, but it's mostly whole foods. So for instance, like, so there's, there's a happy middle ground. You don't have to go all out buying everything. Absolutely perfect. Everything expensive, you know, there, if you get the quote unquote best eggs, they're like $8 a dozen. I can't afford it. 
Yeah. So I go to Aldi and I get the free range eggs from Aldi again, having to let go of the pride of brand names. Yes. For $2 and 79 cents, I can get free range eggs from Aldi. So it's, it's, it's kind of more of a mindset of let's focus on making sure that our family is nourished. Like you said, stuff that they like that we're cooking at home, because I think a lot of uh, money can be saved just from the fact that you're cooking at home. Like yes, so many yes. benefits can be from cooking your own breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If possible, you're going to yes. be saving so much money. You're going to be at necessarily eating better. If you're say cooking your own mashed potatoes rather than getting mashed potatoes from KFC, right? You, sure. They're both mashed potatoes, but you're going to be making your own at home without all the chemicals or whatever. So yeah. I think that, um, realizing that there's a middle ground of, you don't have to do everything perfectly. Yes. Just, just the fact that you are using real ingredients like onions, yeah. chicken, yeah. potatoes, tomatoes, like that you're taking those ingredients home and cooking them. I don't care if none of them are organic. If all of them are great value brand, you're still going to be getting yeah. more nutrition than if you were buying all frozen meals yes. or, or boxed meals. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. It's kind of like, um, we have this perfectionist, uh, attitude about stuff that extends to, you know, well, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to eat healthy, every single thing has to be organic and every single thing has to be perfect, perfect. But like you said, if you're, if you're using real ingredients, yeah, that's obviously that's going to be better nutritionally and cheaper for you when you use the whole, the whole foods to make your food for sure. Yeah. Right. I ran the numbers actually last night. Um, my, I've, I've never been part of a family who's eaten out very much, but I know that there are families, especially I think in the city who rely on eating out for at least one of their meals per day, you know, say, say Mm -hmm. three person family, say that each of them try to do it as cheaply as possible. And they spend say $10 on a meal per day, per Mm -hmm. person, $30 per day. That's $210 per week. That's yeah. only for one meal. If you, if you take that amount of money and you invest it into ingredients that you can make at home, um, you're going to be saving money and you're going to be eating healthier just by necessity, just yes. by the fact that you're cooking. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I think that, I don't think anyone would argue like, oh, you know, not cooking at home, that cooking at home is not a good thing. Like right. that is, <laughs> it is, it is, it's a very good thing. And um, something else I had on here that I noticed you had as well is just the, the whole clean 15 dirty dozen for, right. um, pesticide exposure for vegetables and stuff like that. And that's something good. Um, so that you're knowing, okay, bananas, I don't need to necessarily, if I'm looking to buy organic bananas are not, you know, they don't have as much exposure yes. as other things, um, as other things might. Uh, and, and within that same vein, sometimes locally, if you look in your area, you can find local farmers that often will do uh, a CSA that's much more reasonable. So like a um, farm share where you get a certain number of vegetables per week. Sometimes you can find that. Um, and sometimes they will be cheaper than if you bought that much of yes. all organic stuff at the store, it will yes. be much cheaper and it's local. So it's fresher and it has, you know, even more nutrients in it. And they probably grew it in soil that wasn't depleted. So you've got even more, uh, in right. there as well. And sometimes you can find local 
local suppliers of the organic because I I've researched the quote unquote industrial organics before and honestly it's kind of shady. Right, uh, right. you're not like, for guaranteed. Example, yes, exactly. Yeah, like the the um, organic stuff that's coming from Argentina right. or whatever. You know, what are the regulations like? Like, do we really know? Are we? You know, so yeah. Not to mention that you know, if anything has organic or natural on it, which by the way, just just as a matter of interest, natural. The word natural means absolutely nothing in the food world. Right. So if you see something that says natural, <laughs> it can literally mean naturally containing formaldehyde. Like I'm serious. Right. It yeah. literally has no, there's no regulation, you know, and again, regulation right. is kind of hit or miss, but just for sake of argument, there is no regulation for that. There is regulation for organic and, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. it's just interesting to worth, worth noting. You it know? is, it is. It's, it's kind of like, I feel like the you know, for example, the moms who are feeling this tremendous pressure to buy everything organic and free range. And oh my goodness, I'm a terrible mom if I don't, you know, and I've dealt with that guilt too of like, I'm buying Mm -hmm. grapes that are like a dollar for a massive thing of grapes that will feed my Mm -hmm. family for a week. And they're, they're on the dirty dozen list. Oh my gosh. But it's like, what do we even know about like, like organic is not this magic label that suddenly makes everything fine. Like you said, there's some shady stuff. They could be lying. We could be wrong about the types of, of, you know, just think about how many times what has been labeled healthy or safe or good to eat or approved has been changed over the past five years, over the past 10 years. So in my mind, whenever I start to feel the guilt of like, oh my gosh, this isn't, you know, I try, yes. I do try. And that was on my list. I try to get stuff from the clean 15 and mm-hmm. I try to build my, you know, fruit salad around stuff like mangoes and pineapples and bananas and things that don't matter. Uh, carrots are a great one. Um, sweet peas, yes. like things like they're all great foods. And even things like, um, I believe that sweet potatoes have less pesticides in them typically than white potatoes just things like that like just a little bit of knowledge could be like okay well hey maybe i can't afford the organic potatoes but i can afford the sweet potatoes let me try that um yes it can't it can't hurt to try to avoid things that are known to be heavy in pesticides but just don't hang your all your hopes on the fact that on the labels you know the labels yes the labels for sure yeah and there's even uh, there's even some research on washing. I'm sure you've seen this too yes. of the, you know, washing your produce. I think I posted, I don't remember where, but it was a, you make your own little solution and it can help wash yes. your food. I mean, we should wash everything anyway. Like, you right. know, it's just a good idea. Not in Clorox. We're, we won't be finding us washing our groceries in Clorox. <laughs> <sighs> so, right you now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. And those are just some simple things of like, kind of, you know, have some basic things on uh, basic recipes on hand get rid of the kind of obsession with the, with the labels. And then another really simple thing besides just buying basic ingredients and cooking them at home for your family is something that has helped me is making only one grocery stop a week. I find mm-hmm. that if I, if I don't meal plan at the beginning of the week, if I don't plan out my meals, I try to plan them strategically. I used to plan them, um, just kind of based on whatever I wanted to eat that week. Nowadays, I plan them around a book that we'll mention in a minute. Um, yeah. But making a meal plan at the beginning of the week, 
choosing a time to go shopping, maybe planning it around different sales that are going on with the meats or whatever, um, different, different really good sales going on. Uh, making one grocery trip a week has really helped me because I find that it's easy to nickel and dime yourself to death. If you're like, Oh, and I need this ingredient. Oh, and I'm, while I'm here, I'm going to get this. And while I'm here and you, yeah. and you end up making five stops throughout the week. And then you've spent way more than you normally do. Um, yes. Yeah. And then also with going with one trip a week, I, I have had to make peace with going to a few stores, not yes. just one stop, because typically if I'm going to get the best deals, I need to go to several different stores to get those deals. Yes. Same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would have to, usually we do, um, we do Aldi and then we do yes. Walmart usually. Yep. Cause Walmart, our Walmart here is great. Like they have yes. a really good selection and they've been doing pickups. So that's nice. So my husband, it's kind of interesting for me because my husband, he works in the town where the Aldi is, which is, yes. it's about 45 minutes away. Like it's, it's a while. So he always, he actually does the shopping. So I will send him unless it's Walmart. He does the shopping right now right. because it doesn't make sense for me to drive down there when he could just get it on his yeah. work. So, but it's been interesting because just the difference between men and women shopping. I mean, we all know this, right? It's just, I mean, he just gets what's on the list and, you know, and me, if I went in there, I'd be like, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. So in a way, he kind of helps keep it, rein it in because he, although I will say he, he sometimes will buy extra of something just because he wants to have stuff on hand. So, right. Yeah. Yes. Trying to stay focused on the list, like create a list, try to stay focused. Man, it's hard though, if you're hungry. It um, is. Don't I'm go into the store hungry. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't um, do it. Aldi, you mentioned Aldi. Aldi is the number one. My yes. like Aldi is my grocery shopping savior because and, and yes, it is 45 minutes away. And yes, I make the 45 minute trip every week because it is worth it in the gas to get the amount of food that I can get at Aldi is unbelievable. Um yeah, it's it's very it is an excellent yeah. if you don't have one near your area. God bless you. I feel sorry for you. Maybe Walmart. I know, because we didn't have one for the longest time. Right. So, I mean, we it, it only opened, I don't remember how long ago, but yeah, but it was, it took a long time for Aldi. And and um, some online places I see you mentioned here, Vitacost. Yeah. We both have used Vitacost a lot and they yes. have really, they have really good prices. They have good deals on things. Yeah. Um, they really do. And they, and then Walmart has, has some stuff like, like I said, I, I typically do some things in some places and some things another Amazon will sometimes have sales on things mm-hmm. like Lara bars or, or like primal palette meat sticks or whatever. Um, yes. yeah, just kind of shopping around to find the best price. Cause you're not necessarily going to get the best price. Sometimes I'll be at Walmart and I'll be like, wow, is this laundry detergent really supposed to be $20? And I'll look on Amazon and it's 10 mm-hmm. in the Walmart, you know, grocery aisle. I'll stop and make an Amazon order. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, I've done that too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just kind of being strategic with it because it's worth it. Even though if it seems a little silly, like, ah, oh, what's a dollar here? What's a dollar there? Especially if you're shopping at cheaper places like Walmart or Aldi, a dollar can mean... A, a jar of peanut butter or, right. or yeah. a pound of rice or a pound of black beans. And it can make a big difference. It can add up. So being quite strict with being frugal 
Yeah. And getting it the pays best. Off. Yeah, it does. You can get more, you can get more variety. And another thing that we don't don't have on here, but that we both love is Trader Joe's. Now everyone yes. should feel sorry for us because we don't have a Trader Joe's. <laughs> we have one two hours away. Um, yes. But that's all like, that's our nearest Whole Foods as well is like two hours away. Right. So all, um, they, that city has all of the, all the fancy big yes. <laughs> stores yes. that we don't have here, like Trader Joe's, which is another good one for, uh, reasonably priced. Usually they have really good prices, especially in their produce. I remember that right? Um, as well. So, and then what, I'm not sure if you have any specific ones, but I was going to, I was going to mention some specific food items that are really good bang for your buck. Like if you're gluten-free or you're grain-free coconut mm-hmm. flour is, is like half yes. to a third as expensive as almond flour. Like mm-hmm. if you, you know, make some coconut flour and plus it's really good, like nutrient dense, it's calorie dense. It's got good protein, yes. it's got good fat. Um, trying fiber to find, too. Yeah. 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 Trying to find, cause we're not just wanting, I guess we're not just, we're not just wanting, at least for me and my family, I don't want to just put vegetables and meat on the table every night. I want it to kind of stick to your bones. I want fat and I want carbs as well. And so Mm -hmm. another really easy way to kind of stretch the budget is say you make a soup, but you add sour cream to it at the table. And then it's going to be a lot more filling. It's going to be, it's going to have more calories if you're, if you're needing more calories. Um, but you still get the benefits of it being a a cheaper meal because it's soup. So just like fat is a really great way, like butter, coconut oil, um, olive oil, any of like make a pesto and add it to your pasta or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it can help you to feel full longer. And, you know, like we're, we're big proponents of eating abundantly and not going hungry. And so ways that you can make really robust, good meals from cheap ingredients is always good. Um, avocados are another really good thing. Yes. Um, they're like 80 something cents a piece and you can make avocado chocolate pudding. You can make guacamole. You can make, you know, all sorts of things, just finding ingredients that are nutrient dense, calorie dense, got good fat. They've got good protein instead of say, I don't know, spending $5 on a, a box of almond flour crackers Yes. You could spend $5 <laughs> on, on like grass fed butter and avocados and get a lot more. Yes, exactly. Out of it. Cause there's flashy. And that's something that I had on here as well. I believe uh, is, you know, the prepackaged stuff, whether it is, I mean, prepackaged in general, but also prepackaged stuff that is um, saying it is, you know, gluten-free, organic, whatever, that stuff is automatically going to be obviously more expensive. For yes. example, Simple Mills, I love Simple Mills stuff, but right. let's be real, it's expensive. Like, it is. It's yes. like one box of crackers that let's also be real, I could eat in one sitting. Yes. It's, it's expensive. It's almost $5 a box. And I just, you know, occasionally I will get that, but it's one of those more like special occasion things because it is expensive. <laughs> so um, exactly. Yeah. So being aware get, that, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 you're exactly right. Like simple meals is what I was thinking of, or even like the gluten-free cereal that I really like. It's all like five or $6 a box. Sometimes it's like $7 and it's like, honestly, I could get two spaghetti squash 
a pound of meat and a jar of spaghetti sauce for that and, yeah. and have an entire meal or it could have a box of crackers. And so that right. kind of, you know, yes, it makes you go, okay, yeah, well, yeah. And another thing that's um, super versatile is potatoes. I love oh, potatoes, yeah. like just regular old potatoes. Um, They're my you know, favorite. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew, as, <laughs> as is often said by, I guess that was, was that Gollum or Sam? I can't Sam, remember. yeah. Okay, Sam. yeah. I figured it was Sam. I wouldn't want to quote Gollum. I um, just watched anyway. it the other night, so yeah, it was, it was <laughs> Yeah, because they are. They're so versatile. And and I, you know, I will do mashed potatoes. I will do um, just fried potatoes in the oven. That's my favorite thing to do if I think ahead enough, because sometimes I'm bad about thinking ahead. I will just chunk up a bunch of those, throw them in the oven. And we always never, like, always never. What am I saying? (laughs) We usually don't have leftovers of those because they're so good. Oh, me neither. Yes. They're great to add, like, really good carbs to, to soups. They're great to, um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of potatoes. Rice isn't, if you can tolerate rice, rice is another great thing, especially you don't even have to, I mean, it would be, it'd be nice if you could buy it organic, that's fine. But if you soak the rice overnight yes. in lukewarm water with a dash of apple cider vinegar, it mm-hmm. is something, I don't remember if it was 80 or 90% of the arsenic um, yes. in rice yes. is released with the soaking. It's also easier to digest. There's little mm-hmm. tweaks you can do to save money here and there. And I mean, goodness, a bag of rice will give you several meals. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And canned sardines, of course, I'm the sardine queen self-described because mm-hmm. I have been making, um, I've been making sardines like a tuna salad, like you would a tuna salad. Mm-hmm. Like I chop up some green apples. I chop up some celery and then I add it with mayonnaise and garlic powder, onion powder, um, et cetera. And then you just put the sardines in there. And I usually use the, um, the skinless ones. Um, but you, you can use, you know, ones of skin, put it in there and it honestly, it's very comparable to tuna salad. So any canned fish is usually, I mean, obviously you'd, in an ideal world, you'd get it fresh, probably from your own stream. If we were really talking <laughs> about being really local and all that, but at the same time, like, Back in, a couple months ago when all of the quarantine stuff started, I stocked up. I, I got a lot of sardines because I was like, hey, the sardines and rice. I was like, we have right. to survive on this. Because I didn't know. That was a really weird period where it was. I was just stocking up on stuff because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the store. Will the store even be there? I know. I know. It was you so know? weird. Yeah. So I that was a weird, that was a weird time. And something else that um, we should talk about too is um, I was just going to say, if people hate cooking, because I know some of you are probably listening you're like, but I hate to cook. Well, if you can afford it, I don't know if you've looked into, there's a lot of these meal planning services that not only they will plan your meals for you, but then you can even actually get the food delivered to your door. And this is not an ad or anything, but I'm just saying I've tried one out one time because I won a prize for one of these companies and I tried it out because it was, you know, free. Right. And I was like, this is fantastic. They had yes. everything <laughs> there. It was all in its little packages. And I just, I mean, and the food was so, it, it's what I would call fancy food. It's not what I would normally, you know, it's more creative and it's got right. aioli and it's got, you know, this special garnish on the top and all of this. And it right. was just really fun. But of course that is more expensive. It will be more expensive, but if you can swing it, <laughs> you know, that's yes. something too. And, and 
Um, there's even places that if you don't really like the process of planning the meals, there's actually meal planning systems. There's a company called Prep Dish that you go on there and you put in your dietary preferences and it spits out recipes and grocery lists. It's amazing. I've, I haven't used it personally, but I know people who have and recommend it. Right. And, um, you know, because you can you can use that in a pinch um, if you really if you just really don't like to cook. There's, there's right. ways around that if you've got the money for it, because, of course, um, like I had said on here, too, is that you know, you can make your own, a lot of times it is good to make your own stuff from scratch, like with coconut flour, for example, easy to just, you know, make your muffins from scratch with coconut flour. Sometimes if you don't have the time and you buy the, you know, you buy the ingredients and you just don't have the time, you're not going to make them and that stuff's going to go bad. So you kind of have to weigh the, it's like a, it's just a constant juggling, like, okay, you know, because some people, they have the money, but they don't have the time. So in that right. case, sure, go ahead. But if you don't, if you want to save money and you do have the time, it is worth it into looking into making your own, you know, right. um, some muffins and stuff like that. And exactly. along um, these lines, too, because this book is one of our favorite books, yes. that's the meal prep book is called Cook Once, Eat All Week. And it's by Cassie Joy Garcia. And she's a genius. Like, let's oh just my goodness, yes. She is the best. So this book basically has, it's, it's super awesome because it has you prep a protein, a starch, and a veggie, and you use it creatively during the week. So you prep a lot of the main ingredients at the beginning of the week, and then you use them in very creative ways, you know, for your meals for the week. And I, it's been so helpful when I use I it. Know. I don't use it all the time, but it has been super helpful because you can, you know, in an hour or two you, on a Sunday, you can knock out a lot of the prep for that upcoming week so that it is like a bonafide version of these green chef and all right. of these things that show up at your door in those little baggies. This is like the DIY version of that. Exactly. So, yeah. I highly recommend it. It makes it so much easier. I know you've experienced that. I, um, I bought it in February or I think late late January and mm-hmm. I exclusively like I've tried to go back to my old way of, me, of, uh-huh. of cooking every single night and I was I, I'm so hooked on her plan and again this is not an ad this is where I'm just a really big fan but yes I am so hooked on that book I only like about half the recipe of half of the quote-unquote weeks of recipes because I'm I'm not a very good, uh, healthy person. I don't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I don't like kale. I don't like sweet potatoes. And I don't like, what are the other things? Brussels sprouts I already said that broccoli, 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 like broccoli, cauliflower. I don't <laughs> like any of that. And so that's like half of them. Those the are the, the holy grail of, you know, usually I know, the, yeah, yeah. I but, know. Yeah. Yeah. So I only have used about half of the sets of recipes in there, but oh my goodness, I think there's been one out of, I mean, I've been literally cooking from her cookbook for five months straight. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and then kind of every now and then, if I need to really freshen it up and get something new, I'll pull from, from some of my old standby recipes and I'll just do my own version of food prep, but it has yeah. been a life changer for me. Um, yes, super it, it, helpful. Amazing. Yeah. Cause, cause, and then also since you're buying the same ingredients, say green beans, Yukon gold potatoes and chicken, you're, you can wait until those are on sale 
you can buy those. You're prepping them all at the same time. You're not wasting as much food because you're using all of say the chicken or you're using all of the potatoes. And it's, it's a great way to save money and to maximize your uh, budget. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That's very helpful. I love, I love that book. It's so great. I need to, I was off of it because of the whole hoarding food thing (laughs) a while back with the beginning of the quarantine and all that, but I need to get back on it because it's just, and you know, I was talking to my mom and she was using the book and she was um, just making, she was kind of transposing it to what she had on hand to do the similar ideas, except, you know, with new recipes and stuff. So she's, she's moved beyond me and my experience with it because she was like, yeah, I just take the ground beef and I, you know, turn it into this, this, and this. And, you know, so yeah, there's lots of flexibility there. Super, it's yeah. super nice. So let's see, what else did we have on here? And so I'm checking too, to see if I had any more. Oh, what I just had one last kind of small thing is that, uh, in addition to looking for the clean 15, which it's a benefit of the clean 15 list of like mangoes, bananas, pineapples, carrots, they're all quite cheap. They're quite cheap foods. And then if you want to get them even cheaper and even faster, you can get them frozen uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the same amount of money or cheaper. So say you really like mangoes and smoothies buy by the great value brand or the Aldi brand of the mango chunks and then you don't have to cut them all up. You don't have to worry about perhaps not getting a ripe one and wasting that, that mango or whatever. Um, sweet peas are super cheap, like frozen carrots, like all of these things. Um, I believe broccoli is also in the clean 15 list. Um, yeah, buying frozen was what was, was the last tip that I had of, um, you really can't beat a dollar for a pound of sweet peas in the freezer. You you can't get anything comparable to that fresh, which yeah, fresh does taste better, but yeah. um, Yeah. When you're going for more food for less money, um, check out section too. Yeah. For produce. Yes. Yeah. I've done a lot of frozen fruit as well. We get the blueberries a lot, frozen blueberries, Mm -hmm. the Maldi a lot. So yeah. Oh, I do that too. With fruits and vegetables. I really love frozen cherries and I need to, Walmart has not had them every single time that I've gone. I've been so sad because I've been obsessed with the frozen cherries and I just, I need more. Actually, I was topping them with the magic shell, the homemade magic shell, as mentioned previously in another episode. Yeah, it's really good. That's a great idea. I've got frozen cherries in my freezer right now, and I didn't know what to do with them. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a great idea. Put chocolate on them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Put chocolate on them. Did you have any more tips? Oh, oh, we wanted to mention Instant Pot really quick. I think you wanted to mention that. Oh, yes, yes. Instant Pot. Yes. Let me tell you, Instant Pot is where it's at. Because you can have, um, I mentioned taking like a whole chicken, cutting it up and doing like a bone broth. You can get, you know, have homemade broth in like two hours. Uh, You know, you pop everything in there. And also, you know, if we've ever been, and this is something that would happen to me a lot and still does, but I have an Instant Pot, so I don't have to worry about it. But if you are, need some chicken to cook for dinner and you forget to thaw it out and then it comes to, you know, an hour before and you're like, oh no, I forgot to thaw the chicken out. 
Well, you can actually pop that chicken in your Instant Pot frozen and you can put it in there for 14 minutes and boom, it's cooked perfectly and you shred it up. It's so handy dandy. And I use that quite a bit. You can even use it to cook rice as well, although I haven't trusted myself quite enough yet. (laughs) Did you rice in it? Yeah, rice rice is delicious in there. They make, uh, it makes great potatoes, like for mashed potatoes, makes great boiled eggs. You steam them basically. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite meal that I cook in there is black-eyed peas and rice, which is another really cheap meal. Ooh, I, I keep forgetting about black-eyed peas. I used to love black-eyed peas. Because <laughs> I was from Louisiana originally, and it's like the thing, you know, black-eyed peas and rice. Uh-huh. And if, you, if, you, if you add um, like bell pepper, onion, garlic, uh, celery, and then like paprika and oregano and and you just like really load it up with a bunch of spices it's delicious oh man i need to make that because i have it's a can of awesome. black eyed peas in my pantry that i'm like well what am i gonna do with you yeah so <laughs> an instant pot does them cooked perfectly in 12 minutes which is okay, unheard cool. of oh that's so cool i need to do that i definitely need to do that because i was using my black eyed peas to make a um it's called the cowboy caviar where it is black eyed peas oh, yeah. Uh, frozen corn, bell peppers, tomatoes, onion, and then it has this lime sort of dressing that you put in it, and you dip it with chips and stuff. That's what I use. The, yeah, that's what I use the black eyed peas for. But I like the idea of having it with the rice because we always have rice. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. And, good. and if if any of you want to mention on Instagram or email us at our website with any um budget ideas that you have, we would be more than happy. I'm constantly looking for new ways to Yeah. Start. Yeah, please do. <laughs> we would love, we would love to hear your ideas because we know you guys, we know you guys have ideas. So we would love to hear your, your tips because we're, yeah. like you said, we're always collect, collecting them. So. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, you got anything else? Uh, that's it. Okay, great. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. For more great content, check us out on Instagram. We're at instagram.com forward slash diet detox. We'll see you next time.